Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Monday morning. Hope your weekend went swimmingly. I'm doing pretty good myself. Today I wanted to follow up on where I left off last week about just going back to basics and how that's been going for me. And then also to follow up with a previous episode before that, where I was talking about how, you know, there was this wrongful death lawsuit um, that was happening recently and is still ongoing uh, from a family whose son died from Kratom. And um, and that's what they have in the report. That's what they're arguing. And how the thing that stuck out to me was that this person had uh, citalopram, which is an antidepressant, and antihistamines in their system at the same time. And the family made the point of that, saying that uh, there was, you know, there were no illegal drugs in their system, so you have to blame Kratom for it. And while I was very clear in that episode that I think Kratom did play the major role in that death, if that truly was all that was in the person's system, um, this is, uh, you know, one of those things where it keeps popping up that Kratom combined with SSRIs, antidepressants, and then also with antihistamines and how opioids with antihistamines is dangerous as well. See, it, There seems to be a pattern here that makes me think it's very dangerous to mix the two and or the three and that while that death is tragic, the message, you know, shouldn't necessarily be to say that everybody who's involved in the Kratom industry needs to go down when everyone in the Kratom industry is trying to regulate it, you know, like like the, the whole point is to regulate it so that this sort of thing doesn't happen, so that people know what they can and can't take it with. So anyway, I wanted to follow up on that as well. So the first part, going back to basics, you might recall on Friday that I was talking about how while I've enjoyed experimentation and learning about new types of Kratom over this past year of doing this show, I wanted to see what it was like to go back to what my normal routine was before starting all of this. And my normal routine was like a few grams of white Indo midday. And I did that over the weekend. What I found was that it was really, really wonderful to go back to that original routine. I think that it, it helped me understand how less is more. I think that I had a really nice time that I was able to be productive, but also relax that weekend and, you know, just center the productivity around that, you know, those midday hours and then kind of just like let the rest of the day go as it is. And, um, and I think that my takeaway was the following. I think going back to basics for me, is valuable, that I should remember to do it quite often, and that if I wasn't working in a demanding job that is difficult, uses multiple parts of my brain, and can be a bit crazy at times with travel and things, if I wasn't doing a job like that, I think that I would not need to use Kratom more than just once in a while, white Indo, middle of the day. That being said, I think that because of the type of job I have, it makes these other types of Kratom that I've been learning about very valuable to me. The greens in the morning, and even if I'm taking out the white in the midday or whatever in the afternoon, that has been very helpful to me for work, not necessarily for home or life-related things. It can be helpful, but I don't need it. 
and I need to remember to focus on the things that I need and don't need, right? I don't think that I need any other types of Kratom like at home, but I think that with the the demands of my job and also just like, I don't know, the way that I've been able to develop a flow through the day, I find other forms of Kratom to be very helpful to me when it comes to the week. However, for the weekend, I think that it was it was helpful for this past weekend for me to experience back to basics, back to what I was doing beforehand, because it helped me, you know, reaffirm this idea that I do not really need Kratom. Um, and, and if I do have something during the weekend that, you know, I'm just tired out because I didn't get much sleep because of my, you know, my baby or something like that overnight, um, uh, then I can take my my white Indo. But like, other than that, you know, no, I don't really need Kratom throughout the weekend. And over the past few years, I've been getting really good at like getting a read on my body and understanding things that I need and being able to like calm myself down without external things. And, um, and even like, you know, suppressing my very, very mild form of Tourette's that I have, I've been able to really learn how to control parts of that. I mean, it's really not controllable for anyone else who has it. And I'm sure, you know, most people have it worse than I do, but, um, but, but I've been able to at least get myself through those really difficult, uh, aspects of having that, uh, easier these days than I was, you know, let's say five or 10 years ago. So overall, I think that Kratom has been really helpful for me in figuring out how I want to be in life. And it will continue to be a very useful tool for me, primarily with work. However, life-wise, home-wise, I don't think I need it. And I think that it's very valuable for me to realize that. So I think that the back to basics thing was very helpful. And I am going to continue to keep it in mind and to do it. Um, or, and, and, you know, not necessarily like go back to using white Indo every day, mid-afternoon. Like, that's not what I mean. I just mean like not jumping into how can I use Kratom to help me in this situation? You know, more like, let's see if I need it, you know, because I didn't used to use it. I didn't know what it was. Um, and, and now that I've had some time to figure out life using it, let's see if, how life is without it. And um, that's very important. And it's also important, of course, at the very fundamental level, I think, not to end up being, you know, feeling like you're addicted to something. Not that I've ever felt that way. And I certainly don't, you know, as far as I can tell so far in life, I've never gone through withdrawals from not using Kratom, but I know people do report that. So I don't know. I think it's important um, to, to not be taking something every day in life if you don't need to. So that's a very simple way of putting it, but, um, but it was a helpful, valuable weekend on the other front. So Again, with this wrongful death lawsuit, just as a refresher, um, this family is suing a number of industry leaders, you know, the American Kratom Association, Kratom vendors, Kratom proponents, um, people in the Kratom industry because of their death, their son's death. And their son, they made a point of saying, and rightfully so, that there is no other illegal drugs in this person's system like most Kratom-related deaths end up having. This person only had Cetolopram, which was their prescribed antidepressant, and a type of antihistamine. And what I pointed out a, a week or so ago was that, like, I am not amazingly super good at the sciencey stuff, but from looking at a few different studies I've looked at so far, and then also with the CDC publishing an article last week saying that antihistamines are playing a huge role in the opioid epidemic because a lot of overdose deaths have been in, in combination with antihistamines, and, and 16,000 deaths in the past two years from only antihistamines, primarily Benadryl and 80% of those, 
that there's more to this story and that that's not to take away from the fact that Kratom played a primary role in this death, but that to then say Kratom must be, everyone in the Kratom industry must be punished when pretty much everyone in the Kratom industry wants regulation and wants people to understand when and when it's not safe to take Kratom, like that just doesn't make sense to me. Don't we want to know the truth and not just like hold up a bazooka to take out a fly, you know? So following up on that whole situation, I wanted to just prop up um, my good friend over at Kratom Science, Brian, for saying um, he, he commented on uh, the YouTube version of this podcast and said, good job, Jamie. Many of the Kratom alkaloids, including mitragynine, occupy the CYP3A4 enzymes in our metabolism, as does grapefruit juice and many prescription drugs. And as I'm just really finding out, antihistamines. Kratom should not be combined with any of these, at the very least not in large doses of one or the other. And then he goes on to mention that it's been said that antihistamines increase the chances of respiratory depression with classical opioids, and though Kratom doesn't seem to cause respiratory depression, uh, Brian is saying, I believe it does slow the metabolism of drugs that do take the same enzyme path, the CYP3A4 enzyme path. So, you know, this is in my basic understanding of this, because he certainly knows this stuff more than I do. Um, think of it this way. The Kratom, uh, the primary alkaloid of metragynine, occupies the same enzyme pathway in our metabolism as um, a few other things like grapefruit juice, prescription drugs, um, and antihistamines. And that um, it's been shown that antihistamines, in combination with uh, opioids, dramatically increase respiratory depression and so even though kratom in and of itself hasn't been proven and, and I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't but i'm agreeing with his um statement here uh, that he says uh kratom doesn't seem to cause respiratory depression so far i haven't seen a study conclusively proving that kratom plant by itself unaltered does that okay um, i'm not disputing the possibility though saying although it doesn't seem like that um, he does believe that it slows the metabolism of drugs that also, in t you know, take that same pathway. And so that's possible. That's a possible way in which respiratory depression could be increased from something that already does cause respiratory depression, right? And my way of thinking about this, my very simple-minded way of thinking about this, I'm kind of thinking about like a two-lane highway, but you've got a traffic jam. And so there's like more of a chance of the effects of the fumes coming out of the cars, right? Than if they're all just passing quickly, you know in a five lane thing so like i know that's kind of a dumb way of putting it but i think that that's what he's putting out there and what i've found as well so i just thought that that was a fascinating thing to to learn i want to thank kratom science for that and um you know just it's always good to keep learning these things i think that it's fascinating that it might come down to the fact that since kratom uh alkaloids uh, or at least you know metragynine as we know inhibits or takes that pathway i mean since it takes that same pathway as antihistamines do and other prescription drugs it might make it so that those other effects are much stronger it doesn't mean kratom is causing the issue in and of itself but yes it's a kratom related issue like kratom caused issue if you want to call it that so kratom caused death kratom related death i don't care what you call it sure it contributes to it Let's get the information out there so that people know not to combine the things. Let's not go after the Kratom industry and say that you, you all are, are the reason why people are dying every day when like all anybody wants in the Kratom industry is for everybody to regulate 
kratom in a way that makes sense for people under 18 not to be able to buy it and for and for the facts to be out there people who are breastfeeding and pregnant shouldn't take kratom people under 18 shouldn't take kratom you shouldn't take kratom combining it with anything ever like at all (laughs) and anybody who's trying to actually affect policy around kratom has that stance i am sure that gas stations don't care okay i'm sure that smoke shops don't necessarily hold that same view although i know a lot that do but what i'm saying is that you can't go after the, the the whole industry when there's a way of doing this that's easier and and to which everybody i think would be on board with for the most part like yeah this shouldn't have happened so let's let's make sure that it doesn't happen again like and let's let's get these laws passed so that all the labeling is there so that people know it can't be combined with that let's let's petition enough and bother the fda to the point where they'll finally like put plenty of money into the studies that will prove conclusively that you know whether kratom is or isn't therapeutic and whether it is or isn't useful for different things and then there you go slap a label on it and you have yourself a regulated product that will be safe and you know people can go on living but like just ban it because because that's not that's not the answer at least in my mind that's my take um again I don't mean to seem heartless or callous. I lost my brother around the same time this person lost their life, okay? And he was addicted for 10, 11 years, and he ended up taking his life because he fell back into it. And he overdosed plenty of times in his life and was brought back by Narcan. I understand the pain and the emotional trauma from this stuff, and I thought he was dead a few times, okay? Not trying to get too real, but if anyone's going to come after me for thinking that I'm just, like, heartless and pro- kratom proponent i'm not yes kratom definitely played the main role in this it wasn't the only thing there just because the other things weren't illegal doesn't mean they didn't exist and so let's actually find a way to make people understand and let's let's get the facts let's do the research and make sure that this isn't dangerous and then we can move forward so let's do it (laughs) wow didn't mean to end this episode on that sassy a note but i mean geez louise i'm fired up this week um and i haven't taken any kratom today so there (laughs) this is just me okay everybody with that i hope it gets you fired up for the week too remember you don't need anything you are you but if kratom helps i'm not going to stigmatize you for it and um perfect time to say i'm not endorsing or condoning the use of kratom or that anyone take it in combination with anything else or in and of itself at all period. End of story. Okay, everybody, have a great week, and thank you so, so much for listening. Let's go. All right, take it easy. Bye-bye.